Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Thanks for the coffee, Emily. I really needed it. No problem. We gotta hurry because we're always late. Oh no, the light's turning red. No! Oh man, there's coffee everywhere. Where are the napkins? Don't worry about it. We can just go ahead and I'll schedule with 2U Auto. They'll come to where we're at and then they'll clean it while we're at the wedding. Okay, you drive, I'll schedule with 2U Auto. What's the website? Go to 2uauto.com. Wait, what was it again? The number two, the letter U, auto.com. Perfect. Ready to go? How, how fucked up are they? What are we doing again? Four. <laughs> three. Two. Uh, yeah. One. <laughs> Yo, welcome back on the break. We're here on Modi Ocho Radio with segment two of Here's to the Podcast with our special guest, Shayla Roach. Emily, we've got your husband here making us drinks. That's mine. <laughs> What's going on with the drinks? Don, you got a mic over there. Hello, What's going hello. on with the drinks? So uh, we're making a Clover Club today for Shayla because she likes gin. And go ahead, Emily. Go ahead, Emily. What? You already said it. <laughs> uh, hold on. I got this. We are making gin drinks because I like gin. There we go. <laughs> Very awesome way to simplify that, Shayla. <laughs> Is there a reason gin's your favorite? Is it just like something you've grown up with? Um, I was telling the girls whatever. earlier that gin is my holiday drink. Um, oh, nice. Yes. There we a go. little cranberry in it and everything. Uh, I, like a, I like a little Christmas tree taste in my drink. You know, next time, time when you do, you should put um, like cranberries, but like freeze them and then put a little sugar on top of them Girl. and freeze those and put it on top of your fucking martini. You know, I found I uh, started using frozen grapes in my wine. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. In the summertime because it keeps your wine cold and then the mm-hmm. grapes get filled with booze and then you eat them. Yep. Yep. Use uh, new grapes to cool down old grapes. Anyways, about drinks. Okay. All right, so uh, yes, husband, please tell us what you're making. For the Clover Club, (laughs) we're going to start off with some dry gin. We're going to use 1.5 ounces of the gin. Uh, Next, uh, we today we don't have um, raspberry um, syrup, so we're going to be using raspberry liqueur, which is a sweeter kind of alcoholic thing. We'll use about three quarters of that, and we're going to use three quarters of lime juice, and then we're going to use some egg whites. Yeah, so. I was uh, surprised that they were all down for the egg whites today. So I'm cracking an egg Go now, letting that in. Wow. My wow. guy's over here. He just cracked open an egg. <laughs> Wait, what are we going to do with the yolk? The technique. Are you going to uh, eat it? We can cook it later if you want to. Yeah. But, yeah, whenever we go to shake um, any of the... Uh, the egg whites, um, we want to dry shake it first. We don't want to use any ice or anything in it. We just want to break that up first, and then we'll put some ice in, and then we'll start shaking it again. This is why I love him. I get it now. That's why he's my man. <laughs> Have you guys seen that meme? That's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you sold me. And I stand Danny by him. Me on it. I thought it was true. <laughs> All right. 
now we're gonna shake it with You don't deny it. On a single ladies. I got tagged on. Oh, sorry. I got your back to it. Everyone, Whatever. actually, everyone, everyone on this episode minus one person is uh, single. Damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> we will get there. We will get there. <laughs> we got the real winner sitting over there. I'm an old lady. It's fine. Actually, you two were born in the same year. I was born the year before. What month? March. March, huh? Ooh, I'm a March baby as Are well. You? What mm-hmm. day? 16th. 7th. All right. My brother was born on the 8th. Nice. Mm-hmm. March 8th. Oh, my cousin right. was born on March 9th. Nice. God rest his soul. Yum. Yeah. All right. Shayla, you're going to have to. Should we stir hers? She should be good. Okay. Am I good? Okay. Let's see. Let's taste this. Should I drink through the titty foam into <laughs> the butt juice? Oh, yeah. Lick the titty first and then drink it. <laughs> Maybe okay. not because this is going to be a real. <laughs> no, that's great. Sweet. That is super good. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. Damn. Husband. It doesn't even taste like there's a whole egg in there. <laughs> You're getting your protein in too. Wow, that's really good, Don. Thank you. What was the name of this drink again, Don? That's yours. That is called the Clover Club. <laughs> Yum. Clover Club. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that's fantastic. So make sure to follow oh. here CU Cast on Instagram so that you can get, so you can see a live footage of how this Do you guys post the recipes made. too? No, no, we're not that cool yet. Yeah. You post the recipes. We're, we're, we're getting there. But they Emily. slack. Emily is really the one who slacks. We tried to make, Dusty made a reel. I make Damn. a lot of the posts. I'm. I don't know. I don't know why I'm, I'm here. I'm just here. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think I'm just here. <laughs> Emily was you supposed to take over our TikTok. <laughs> I, I I thought about it on the way here today, and you know how you say you're the star of the show. It's more like you're the diva of the show. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is up, good. Show up, it do the good. thing, oh. and then you know mm. we do all the behind the scenes work. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and and no. Diva. Diva. Hey, we're stuck. Smarter, yep. not harder. I'm into <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So we already spoke about your apprenticeship already, did we? Yes. We did. Um, I understand you're doing more cosmetic tattooing as well. Um, I know a lot of women are doing the, you know, eyebrows, eyeliner, and everything mm-hmm. like that. What yeah. made you want to do that, too, as well? Um, well, actually, I wanted to uh, be a cosmetic tattooer before I got the opportunity to do regular tattooing. Oh. Um, it was just kind of a – back then, it was – there there was hardly anybody that did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd kind of seen it – you know, it's been around for way longer than people think. Oh, like, yeah. Um, people were getting their eyebrows and eyeliner tattooed by traditional tattooers in like the early or like late 40s early 50s Mm. um but it just wasn't as prevalent um yeah but especially through um you know the 40s when like you didn't leave your house without your your brows and your eyeliner and your lips on it was like a huge deal and so that kind of took off i like had seen it in a magazine Mm -hmm. um or i think it was actually a book about like a book about tattooing and anyway i really wanted to get into it but at the time there was only one lady in wichita that did it Mm. Um, she was in her 70s. I remember she, you. Yeah. Yeah. She had the market like fucking corners. She worked mm-hmm. with the state to develop the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you were either a tattoo artist 
mm-hmm. or you were a cosmetic tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. She was the only one in town that could license another cosmetic tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. And that bitch was taking it to her grave. Mm-hmm. She never trained <laughs> anyone. No. She was like, she drove this like sick old um, Jaguar. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Like, you know, oh, God. And she had like, she was so fancy, dude. I just like yeah. kind of like was enamored by her because she's like rich as fuck, eh? Uh-huh. Which yeah. like I love. And uh, she was just like this classy, beautiful, like, and she had, she did all the permanent makeup. And mm-hmm. she worked with the state to develop the curriculum, and, and she basically worked herself in a position where no one else could do it. Mm. So, um, years obviously, like things changed. Microblading became a gigantic thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, microblading was like a buzzword. Like everybody's like microblading, microblading. I need to get into this. Oh, and yeah. there were so many people that wanted to either get or do microblading in Kansas mm-hmm. that finally the state board of cosmetology that regulates tattooing um was like realized that they were missing a lot of opportunity for money mm-hmm. like for people to get licensed mm-hmm. and pay dues and test yeah. in and test out and the whole thing the state always just wants to get their money out of licensing i agree yeah. mm-hmm. um and so i finally i kissed this lady's ass for years mm. like every time she'd come in i was like hey samantha what's up girl how you doing like <laughs> and would like express interest and whatever and i was working in the shop and mm-hmm. she would sometimes she had a relationship with dennis because she would sometimes need to use our catalogs to order pigments and stuff because mm. she worked out of a med spa um and she wasn't like licensed as a tattoo shop she was a licensed tattooer yeah um but she would like need to get supplies and stuff sometimes so she developed a relationship with dennis and dennis was always chill like yeah if you want us to order you something we'll order it Mm -hmm. so man i was all over this lady and she just wasn't having it for not just me but like for anybody Mm -hmm. um and so anyway um it's been almost five years since the state finally decided that they were going to ease up on the licensing for permanent makeup Mm. but here's what's fucked up and this is really important, um, and I'm glad that this, like, segued into this subject, but um, the state said, okay, if you're already a licensed tattoo artist, you can do a license without any additional training. Mm. So instead of, like, requiring this, like, gigantic amount of training, they just went, oh, you're a tattooer. You already know what you're doing. You can tattoo a face. Um, so I sent an email mm-hmm. to the state and said, hey, I want to do permanent makeup. And they were like, no problem. We'll send your license out. Yeah. And like that Mm. and so that's how i got dual licensed yeah the thing is is that permanent makeup and body tattooing body that's like how i distinguish the two traditional tattooing is two completely different beasts Mm -hmm. and i didn't know that when i went into it Mm. because i was like i'm already a fucking tattooer i can tattoo an eyebrow like if i can tattoo you know a lady head with two eyebrows on it on your arm i can tattoo your face it's fine yeah and then i went into training and realized like oh shit this is a whole different thing the color theory is different. The healing is different. The contraindications are different as far as like meds that you're on, um, any like um, pre-existing conditions you have, like mm-hmm. things that we have to know about. We have to talk about that affect the skin on your face that don't necessarily ever affect body tattooing. Yeah. So when I went into training, I was just kind of blindsided by it. Mm. I was like, oh shit, this is like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it, it appealed to me because permanent makeup kind of hits this sweet spot um, of what I've always loved in tattooing. Um, one of my favorite things about tattooing, and it's very cheesy, is I like how transformative tattooing can be for people, mm-hmm. especially for um, for women's bodies and for body confidence and self-image. Yeah. Um, I've seen ladies come in that want to get their um, thighs tattooed because they have stretch marks and they hate their they won't wear shorts because mm-hmm. they don't like the way their legs look and dresses and shorts. And they come get a giant tattoo and they're like, fuck, yeah, like mm-hmm. nobody <laughs> talks about my stretch marks because 
they're not covered up, but they're distracted from. And yeah. now I'm stoked on this huge image and I feel better about my body. And I really, really like that about yeah. tattooing. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- permanent makeup is like the ultimate form of that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's like, it's a it's a tiny bit narcissistic because it's like, it, it's very like self-gratifying. Mm-hmm. Like, because I love that reaction. And you guys, like as women. I don't think it's narcissistic because you're doing it because... <laughs> You know that it'll help someone. It does, but it also makes me feel good. Yeah, like which I well, guess I is mean, a trade off. That sounds like the trade. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a win win. Yeah, that's what Aww. it sounds like. Yeah, because I got that my sounded I, like applause. <laughs> Did you hear that? I'm like, oh, they're yeah. clapping for me. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I got my eyebrows done because I always thought, you know, my eyebrows were horrible, and then you know, with me getting my eyebrows, I feel so confident uh-huh. because I'm like, I have it done, and it makes me feel beautiful. You know, there was Kevin in our shop, uh, Kevin Watke. He's been tattooing for. 23 or 24 years um he at one point said i didn't know eyebrows were such a big deal oh yeah mm-hmm. and i was like dude you have no idea how much time are the women think about women their brows oh yeah. oh yeah we wake up and like put them on they never go on the way that we want to like yeah, it's, oh, yeah. eyebrows are like they're cousins well no they're sisters I heard they're cousins. No, um, they're well, the, sisters. <laughs> they're, they're getting along. They're, they're not twins. They're sisters, not twins. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, like people don't realize how much time we, we spend thinking about that and mm-hmm. dealing yeah. with it. And um, for me personally, like I was like a little goth kid. I used to dye my hair jet black and I'm very, very blonde naturally. And mm-hmm. I've always had really sparse eyebrows. And then of course I was a teenager in the early 2000s. And so I just like waxed that shit off basically and drew them back on. And you like, were a goth kid, yeah. I was. And <laughs> I drew them on girl with like the Ma- Maybelline red liner. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you were like borderline a uh, goth kid, but also like a I had a lot of Mexican friends, bro. I yeah, told yeah, you that already. Yeah, yeah, you were So border, those were, were the vicious that taught me how to put my eyebrows on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was like goth from here down and like chola from here up. Yep. If your eyebrows were so not thin. Did you outline your, your lips? I didn't. If okay. your eyebrows, I said here up. You okay. did? My eyebrows used to be so thin as well because I used to pluck that shit and one time yeah. I shaved it and. I used to shave mine off completely. Oh my God. Oh, wow. I shaved yeah. mine and I only shaved like to right here because like. I have a like a so you could draw your tail on I another draw way. my tail on yeah. another way yeah, yeah. but and guys don't know that like if you shave your eyebrows they don't come back a lot the of times way. they don't they don't yeah they don't Mm-mm. they don't which is one of the things that like it's always a misconception about how like if you shave your body the hair comes in thicker so when we're shaving to prep for a stencil placement on a body they're always like oh damn now that patch of my hair is gonna be thicker and I was like that was dried up eyebrows because <laughs> I used to shave that shit way off but yeah I just I really like um. And it's also cool, like, um, I really like the um, the aspect of cosmetic tattooing. Also, like, I work with a lot of cancer survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times when you go through um, chemo and radiation treatment, your eyebrows and your lashes don't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, like, uh, my grandmother was um, battled um, breast cancer, had double mastectomy. She ended up surviving it, but it mm-hmm. kind of, like, was the downfall of her health that led to her ending up passing, and she was r- really important to me. Yeah. Um, and so, and I just see so many women that are affected by it, and not even just because of cancer, but just in general. Like, yeah. I, dude, I got roasted so bad for not having eyebrows when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a young adult, yeah. a teenager, like, it was always like, why do you have fucking eyebrows? And I start drawing them on, <laughs> they were all shitty. And it seems <laughs> silly, like, it seems in- insignificant. Yeah. But, like, your eyebrows are, like, the, the they're the cornerstone of your face. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's what I and always say. Like, 
the first thing I see on a person is their eyebrows. Yeah. I always look at your eyebrows first. I don't know why, but yep. that's I, that's the first thing I look yeah. at. And it's it's a big deal. Like if you, it doesn't matter who you are. If you walk yeah. into a quick trip and you see a girl from across the way that's got her eyebrows put on like this, you're like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> look at that girl's brows. Like yeah. it's a big she deal. Oh yeah. Conquering right now. Especially nowadays, you know, brows are very, very important. Like when you see some bad brows, you're like, damn, you don't got friends. Mm-hmm. You don't got no. friends because le- they no let one you. Told you. No one told you. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They did not stop you. That's, that's, not, right. you know that's not real friends. <laughs> one of real my friends <laughs> will tell you, bitch. Your eyebrows are touching each other. One of yeah. my um, oldest friends. Her name's Kayla. Um, when I was working at Goodwill as a teenager, she worked with me, and we just kind of stayed friends. There was one. She moved to Chicago, and she came back one year for mm-hmm. like Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting at the bar, and this is at the peak of me having like the straight up fucking troll up bra. Like I looked East <laughs> LA. Like it was bad. And I didn't know it. Like, I thought I looked oh, cool so you, as shit. You were, uh, what's it called? Some Compton girls? I was bad, bitch. Like, it was so bad. <laughs> she was a chola. I was. We're talking about chola. I we're wasn't not talking really, about, like, only gangster. right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking so, chola, not gangster. Those brows were different. They were. <laughs> and so um, my girlfriend, we were sitting across the table from one another at Harry's, and she said, listen, I love you regardless of the altitude of your eyebrows. <laughs> But we need to like tone that shit down. Yeah, that's a good friend. And I was like, respect. No, that's that true. Good and friend. still, I've always, I haven't even talked to her in years. I'm like, that bitch got, like, she yeah. had me. Yes. yes. Because she was like, okay, hold on. I've been gone a while and your shit has floated up towards the back of your head. <laughs> yeah. And we need to like mm-hmm. bring it back down to her. One of my that girlfriends. And I did. Too. I did. Like, I was like, thank you so much. One of my friends, <laughs> she had the dark ass eyebrows. And I'm like, girl. No one tells her. And yeah. I, and I, as ha- a friend, you I had to, to tell her as a hey, baby girl. That's why there's a brush at the end of yeah. that thing. I need you to brush that out. So well, you here's could. the thing. And this is what I find so interesting is that a lot of my brow clients come in and they'll have nobody comes to me because they have good brows. Like they come because they need help. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women come in and their brow I make my clients come in ask my clients to come in with their brows put on because I like to see what they've been wearing every day what color they're rocking with how thick they normally wear it so I'm like wear your normal makeup yeah like you're every day going to work so that I can see what you like and sometimes people come in and it's just like it makes no sense for their face but they don't know that yeah Yeah. and so sometimes they'll come in and they're like girl I'm like well talk to me about this shape is this what you're wearing every day and a lot of times they're like girl I have no idea, you know, and they're like, I just do a thing. And then this is what happens because so many people's actual brow hair grows against the, um, their bone structure and grows against their face shape. And so if you can kind of like marry those two things, it's a lot more complimentary and it's not necessarily about how you look or how you present to other people, but it's about the way that you feel. Oh yeah. And you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not just a woman thing. It's a guy thing too. If you get a fresh fucking set of clothes and you got some shiny ass sneakers on and you wake up and you're like, damn, this day is about to be so good. You know how that's literally what Dusty sent to us in the chat today. He was like, what are we wearing? wearing today are we going out are we not because this outfit what was it this, uh, this right outfit now looks like i look like right now i look like an eight but this outfit makes me look like a 9.5 Res- yeah. see, it's i was like dusty wear it always like, always i mean that's my grandma used to always say that and it's like a typical phrase but like if you look good you feel good yeah, yes exactly. and it doesn't yeah. matter if anybody else thinks that you fucking look good but if you think you look good yes like you're on that you're mm-hmm. that bitch mm-hmm. and i'll be that bitch in sweatpants i'll be that exactly. bitch with right my now. hair like this but like Girl, brows on point, that's me on right point. now. That's me right now. Fanny's that's like, I'm I was saying. like, Fanny, I'm going with no makeup, but my eyebrows are right. there, my lashes on. She I'm literally did text me that. I'm, I'm fucking saying. going. I was like, Emily, you know, I don't 
have my lashes or I don't have my lashes done and I don't do my eyebrows like like I don't have a microbladed. Right. So I was like, I have to put something on. <laughs> I was that's like, the no, thing, this is and, me. And if day. you can, and also women are busy, man. Like, mm, oh fuck mm, yeah, we, we are. If I don't have my lashes done or my eyebrows done, dude. I'm fucking. That's the thing is that women aren't just like you know baking cookies and hanging out all day. Like <laughs> we're running businesses and we're we're Ooh, running. We preach. have you know what I mean. Like we we're running families. We're running. We have business. We have businesses. We have careers. We're still taking care of children. We're, we're you still know, trying to feed our husbands. We're our still kids trying to do and all everything. that. And oh, yeah, and we're out here doing it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and we don't necessarily have time to fuck around and figure out how to draw an eyebrow yeah. at six a.m. Oh yeah. And so it's really cool to be able to serve like the working women mm-hmm. um, of Wichita, and then even just like the stay-at-home mom that like, is tired as fuck and yeah. she hasn't slept in three days and yep. she wants to look like she's not like I yeah. got her too and so that's cool to me yeah. like and yeah. just seeing like it's well, another thing that's really fun is that I worked at a shop called Hellbomb yeah and it's a very aggressive shop <laughs> yes so and all your clients yeah. like our our email is hellbomb666 at gmail.com <laughs> it's is it, called yeah. Hellbomb is it is it like your uh, guys's um you guys have a sign right over the counter what does it say something about I don't know. The one that says, like, no drunks, no, if you're an asshole, take a hike. Yeah, that yeah, one. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's You know not, what I mean? You're like, come on, bro, step it up. <laughs> it's, and, and, you know, I was, it, it's a very uh, traditional shop. It's, uh, we make off-color jokes. We talk, I, like, I've heard more, like, dick and fart jokes in my <laughs> lifetime than anyone ever could. Ugh. Uh, Speaking of farts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You'll have to share that later. It's like it's it's a it's kind of an aggressive setting, and what's really cool is that I wasn't sure how it was going to go over when I decided that I wanted to make the move towards permanent makeup. Yeah, mm-hmm. because everyone in my shop takes like I have so much respect for everyone that works at our shop because everyone takes tattooing so seriously, mm-hmm. and they're very protective of tattooing becoming diluted mm-hmm. and not being true to form mm-hmm. like we kind of live by like a death to false tattooing like standard like you should always hold it to that degree in that respect so I was like man I don't know if like this shit's gonna be mm-hmm. it and so like I sat down with Steve and I was like yo I kind of want to do this and like here's why and Steve was like fucking do it sounds cool yeah and it was really fun to watch um, the people in my shop react to it because there's a weird divide because there's people that are permanent makeup artists. And most people are only permanent makeup artists. They're mm-hmm. only trained in that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people that are tattooers and then you have the people like me that kind of ride that middle line. Mm-hmm. So since I'm a traditionally trained tattoo artist, I brought a lot of my techniques of body tattooing into permanent makeup, yeah. which is completely different than the ladies that have only learned permanent makeup mm-hmm. because they don't have a background in tattooing. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm pretty good. Like I can shape shift pretty well to my client. Like mm-hmm. I'm not always necessarily like dropping F bombs and like being aggressive if I have like an 85 year old lady on my table. But <laughs> yeah. sometimes you get these, I get these, this whole new realm of clientele. Yeah. So I'll get like little fucking Gladys that's, you know, 85 <laughs> years old. She decides to finally get her eyebrows tattooed. She walks in a tattoo shop called Hellbomb. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that she would never have gone to. Yeah. She grew up in like the sailors and whores oh. era of tattooing. Yeah. She walks in our shop and says tattoo my face. Like that's fucking rad. That you know, is. that's so cool. Yeah. And you they, guys are really dismantling a lot of girl, stuff. Girl, and they come with like their handbags like Oh, you know, they're so <laughs> nervous. 
and and I think I am kind of like a good transition into yeah. that world because like I'm I'm basic as fuck. Like I'm super like you know I'm a mom. Like I'm not that cool. I'm not like tough biker guy tattooer. You're freaking cool. So oh, thank you. And so when they meet me, you know, and like after I like kind of talk them through it, like I'm really big on communicating with my clients. Like they get to the point where they're chill. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, 85 year old Gladys is like telling me about the first time she ever smoked weed oh. and how she had a threesome in like 1975. <laughs> I love you know what I mean? I love and it's fucking dope, dude, because we're just in there like, yes, this bitch is so great. Because they've never had, like, a lot of those women have never had that outlet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Because mm-hmm. they've been, like, raised in that generation. Like, I have clients so that will, sheltered. I have clients, honestly, older women clients, that will, that have always wanted to get tattooed since, like, the 40s, since the 50s. Yeah. And they wait for their husbands to die. Oh. <laughs> and then they come yeah. get tattooed. Damn, and it's yeah. so cool because they're like, they'll be 90 years old. Yeah. Like the oldest client I ever tattooed was 94. Wow. Ooh. That's and awesome. she said, I have always, since tattooing started to happen, Yeah. on the sailors, you know, my granddad was a sailor and, you know, this year and blah, blah, blah. And my uncle was a CB. And I used to like, I grew up and I saw all these beautiful tattoos and I always wanted one. It always resonated with me, but my husband was against it. Oh. And that's a generation where you yes. followed what your partner said. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't like us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just weren't. And that's nothing against them. That's just how they were raised. Yeah, that's yeah. How it that, was. Was a, that was a generation thing. That was yeah. Just yeah. I don't know. Since tattooing was so taboo, they weren't going to like pop off and go do that shit oh, on like yeah. a Saturday. And mm-hmm. also, it wasn't as accessible yeah, that's as true. it is now. And, and it was so scarier. they just wait for them yeah. to die. Yeah. And then they come and they're like, well, he's dead now. And I spent 60 years with them. So fucking put a sunflower on my ankle and I'm like, <laughs> rock and roll, lady. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I and love so, that. And yeah. it's cool. It's so cool. And yeah. I do have a lot of older women clients that come in to get permanent makeup uh-huh. that end up finding out that it's actually chill and it's yeah. not that scary. Yeah. Who will later come get tattooed oh that's awesome so that's though. super cool yeah Aww. like you you really start to develop these relationships and help help someone come out of their shell in a yeah, non big time uh like non-aggressive way yeah right because they grew up differently 100 mm-hmm. percent. we're talking about different societal standards at that time and Wow, like that's incredible. It's also a really cool gateway because there's a lot of women that will come for permanent makeup services who mm-hmm. would have never considered getting tattooed because yeah. it's like so out of their realm. Mm-hmm. And then they like will get there and they'll see like we had this one lady that we always joke about and she like came in this like gorgeous I mean stunning blonde like you can tell this is like the most high maintenance lady in the world right yeah yeah, yeah. she comes in in her heels and she pulls up in this Mercedes and she like oh, clearly like, has like some old money bitch not ooh, like some new money goals. like just like <laughs> a same a same I'm not judging her I'm jealous yeah yeah it's like oh and I wish she sh- but she shows up and she's got this like giant fucking Louis bag and she like sits it on the counter and she like looks around and she goes you know it's not as dirty in here as I expected. <laughs> and, like, that should be offensive as fuck. And I was yeah. like, cool. Like, let's, <laughs> You're like, come by. Come, come on, on back. Like, yeah, let's yeah. do the thing. But it just opens it up, you know, to, a, to an entirely new mm-hmm. clientele. And they get to be in the shop and they get to, like, experience. Like, we have a lot of really good camaraderie in the shop. Like, yeah. you've been in. We're yeah, always yeah. bullshitting. And, and, yeah. and they get to, like, come in and be a part of that and, like, jump in on that. And mm-hmm. it's a thing that I think a lot of people wouldn't experience if they weren't there to receive permanent makeup services. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Again, like, you're, you guys are really breaking a lot of those stereotypes, even though, like, we're talking we're in 2022 almost 2023 For sure. we know those stereotypes aren't as prevalent but we all have a family member where it's hard to make those connections yep. that type totally. of conversation yeah. with oh, yeah. and um now you are breaking that cycle without even knowing it mm-hmm. and so now they go back home 
and now the way they that they're com- so confident yeah, well that too but also the way that they're conversating with their their nieces or you know their grandkids totally it's now has changed all of mm-hmm. that and, and now we're talking about generational breakage absolutely. like that's and what you're doing we yeah. do have i do see several like i'll have luckily like i was i i was completely blessed with what ended up being a large clientele Mm-hmm. Um, and I, a lot of that is from staying put mm-hmm. because like I talked about earlier, like I had developed a relationship with a lot of our clients at Artist at Large. Mm-hmm. So when I started tattooing, I had no problem getting people because yeah. everyone knew me from six years of working counter. Yeah. So as soon as I started tattooing, everybody was like, why you're tattooing? I'll do that. And I'm like, cool, this is going to look like shit, but let's do it. And they would <laughs> I just always do, do it, but they would always do it because yeah. they were used to working with me. Yeah. And then that parlayed into like a small like tattooing career. And then luckily, like when I made the move to Hellbomb, I was close. And, yeah. like, the people at Arts at Large were cool about my move. So, mm-hmm. like, if somebody went in there looking for me, they would still send them to Hellbomb. So That's it awesome. wasn't hard to – I didn't lose anybody. Mm-hmm. And then I had that established – because I tattooed for six years before I started doing permanent makeup. Mm-hmm. So I had that established clientele. And then when I started doing permanent makeup, then a lot of my tattoo clients were my first permanent makeup clients because mm-hmm. they were down for me to, like, learn. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're like, well, you've done 30 hours of tattooing on me. Mm-hmm. You can probably tattoo my face. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'd be like, sure. bitch, I don't know. <laughs> we'll like, find no, out. Yeah. Like, let's see. And it's so just I like. outlines. Yeah. But what's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that um, I have a lot of those clients bringing me their moms. They bring me their grandmas. Aww. You know what I mean? And that's so cool. Because then we'll have like these little days where it's like you know mom gets eyebrows daughter gets eyebrows grandma gets eyebrows grandma would have never been in the shop mom would have never been in the shop yeah. and then they get in there and they go oh it'd be cool if we all get matching tattoos yeah. and like oh. it's this really neat thing that they can do together and for whatever reason like that with permanent cosmetics it's just more acceptable than mm-hmm. body tattoos but it once women of that generation get their permanent makeup and they feel that transformation mm-hmm. of the, themselves and their um, self image then they go I feel like it makes them understand traditional tattooing a little bit more because they go okay well maybe all those tattoos that my granddaughter has that I've always hated make her feel better about herself the way that my eyebrows did and so they like kind of chill on that yeah Yeah. which is super cool it is because now they get to develop a deeper relationship Mm -hmm. like she might still be like a low-key racist but she probably (laughs) likes tattoos more now and and again you're you're, (laughs) starting to break an argument yeah but you're starting to break that though that right. is you know, little true. by, and I by like, little, and that's hard. Yeah. Though. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like my sometimes first, when your yeah. family's set in their ways, that's a tough thing. That is true. When I, I was the first one in my family to have my eyebrows done. Yeah. And they gave me so much shit about oh, really? it. Really? Yeah. They gave yeah. me so much shit about it. They're like, "This is permanent on your face. Like, why would you do this? Like, this, right? You know?" And I was like, "Cause I want to do this. It makes me feel good. It makes me like I'm. This is me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And what? What happens? They all did it. They all did it. Yeah. <laughs> see? It what's what's cool is, like, I also see, like, in workplaces and stuff, like, it's mm-hmm. easy to, like, like I'll do one girl's eyebrows in a workplace. And especially, like, salons around here, because I tattoo yeah. on a lot of, like, beauty industry women. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do one lady's eyebrows, and then I'll get six girls from their salon based oh, on that. Yeah. But what's funny is, like, the first one is, like, the wild one at the shop. Because yeah. she's yeah, like, fuck always, it, I'll go first. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And then, like, yeah. But then, like, six people through the salon later, mm-hmm. I'm, like, mapping her brows for two hours because she's not sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's really cool because you can see it, like, work its way. But, um, I mean, I've just, it's yeah. just been a really cool thing to, like, it made sense. Like, it just, yeah. 
falling into that, um, it, it made sense. And I also have like a lot of people that come in that will double up on services. Like they'll be like, hey, while I'm here getting my eyebrow touched up, can I get a small tattoo? I'm like, yeah. 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 And so it's also like just from a business standpoint, like it's a really good upsell. Right, right. Pain is beauty, dude. You just got to fucking yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a... Uh, yeah, but I, I, don't know, man. I, I just think it's awesome. I love the way that you're describing it, though. Thank you know, you. to your point, um, it's not. Well, it is for sure a business part, right? It's like, yeah, I, I mean, it always get, has to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, you're coming from the other perspective. Like, yeah. that's the first thing that it is, and it has always been like that from your story from the beginning to now. You're talking about how you had a. Um, I, I don't want to say trust, even though if that was it, it's more of like. Um, a lot of honor that you gave to tattooing a lot of like respect that I you d- gave I definitely to tattooing. tried to yeah and um, now like you're bringing that in here and you're uncovering so much more that is yes. again helping break you we're, we're talking about generational cycles like that's, that's i mean you know like i wouldn't you give are, myself that much credit no but, but i mean it's cool it's it, cool to see it is cool because like I think I'd I'd really like to highlight that because I think you are without knowing it. Yeah. And now it's like it for you. It's like, yeah, it's really cool because I get to continue and help and work with someone to help them feel encouraged and enlightened and um, loved and um, beautiful. All these things that we're talking about self-image. But then now the relationships, all these you're talking about these mutual cycles. I just continue to go. Yeah, I mean, they're honestly like like I said earlier, like most of my clients are my friends. Yeah. Like, and that was from like, they were clients first and now they're my friends. And that's so cheesy and like Hallmark card, but it's true. <laughs> like it just yeah. is. And I, I feel like tattooing is such a, there's such a personal connection whenever you tattoo someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not always, sometimes it's just silly. Like sometimes you want to come in and get a goldfish tattooed on your ass. And that's rad. I love that. Yeah. It's not always. Sometimes you want SpongeBob. Yeah. It I, want, I want an alien on my ass. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> we'll you see. Know, it's not always like as deep as everyone makes it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is. Yeah. And when you have those clients, like even if like that well, Sometimes it's as steep as just the conversation. Totally. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it could be a freaking cool ass tattoo. Yeah. Doesn't have the tattoo. It could be something with no meaning. And yeah, the tattoo doesn't have meaning, absolutely. but it's the relationship that you develop. Totally. That's exactly. And yeah. then especially when like, you know, I've been humbled a lot recently getting to work with um, breast cancer survivors mm-hmm. and not just breast cancer, but it's mostly unfortunately. Mm-hmm because it affects so many women but cancer survivors in general and I've gotten to hear their stories and I've mm-hmm. gotten to hear them say you know it's two years ago or six months ago I thought I was gonna die mm-hmm. and then here they're doing this like special thing for themselves where the only time that you would try and make yourself feel better or do something <laughs> permanent to your body is if you knew you were gonna fucking be around for a while yeah, yeah. and so yeah. sometimes like that's that last step for yeah. women to come in and it's just like Fanny I know that you're passionate about areola mm-hmm. restoration because yeah. that's how we met yeah that's it yeah that's exactly how we met yeah, yeah which I was so impressed by you because it was like a lot of times people come in and they're like I just want to tattoo I just want to you know mm-hmm. and I just want to like do pictures on people and like I don't have an art portfolio or whatever and you came in and you said I want to do this mm-hmm. because this is special Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons that, like, I've always had so much respect for you. Aww. Because I, I, I always, no, like, true. hyped you up because I was like, she's just such an amazing person. No, it's <laughs> it's true, though, because because you were onto something mm-hmm. and you still are. Because mm-hmm. that specific procedure is so sensitive and it's so mm-hmm. special and not a lot of people do it. And there's yeah. almost no one that does it here. And a lot of times there's um, – it's – at it's being tattooed at the hands of a surgeon yeah. that doesn't have like a, an art background or like 
a plan it's like done in a very sterile medical fashion Mm -hmm. and like you can tattoo a nipple on somebody you can like do the circles you know and do the thing but you're not coming at it from the viewpoint of an artist yeah like I would have Dawn do that yeah before I had like someone at you know one of the plastic surgery offices do it yeah because like you can see that and you can visualize it and when you brought that in you're like I'm doing this project I want to do this thing I was like Mm -hmm. fuck yes girl let's do it because that's so cool and I have been so I don't do that yet Mm-hmm. I'm planning on doing it eventually. I know. I'm excited for um, it because you helped me out a lot when that when I was working towards all of that. Because a lot of that stems from my mom. Of course. My mom was mm-hmm. the one who shared all of that experience with me. Yeah. And to your point, it is such a sacred thing and it's personal because, again, from the patient side of it, um, they're already in hospitals. Right. They're already always right. getting picked at. Mm-hmm. All of that. All mm-hmm. that experience is already traumatizing. Sure. So when you're helping restore something, well, and the thing that's with the thing with areola tattooing specifically, so um, I have to shout out to um, one of my very best friends um, and my mentor in the industry of permanent makeup, uh, Kara Gutierrez, mm-hmm. up at she's at Spot on Beauty in Lee Summit, Missouri, mm-hmm. um, right outside of Kansas City. Uh, she retrained me on a lot of permanent makeup services because I was taught from the perspective of people that only do permanent makeup, which, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, is very different. Mm-hmm. So the techniques didn't really click in my brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why couldn't I just you know instead of using a four flat on somebody's eyeliner why couldn't I just use an eight round shader and do it the way that I would do a tattoo on their forehead you know Mm -hmm. and um, I'm looking at you down because I know you understand like the technical parts but um coming from a tattoo background she was my girl because she was a traditionally trained tattoo artist first and then became like a really prolific permanent makeup so like I would hit her up and be like yo could I just use like a 13 curved mag on this lady's lips Mm -hmm. instead of trying to use a tight three and like do 30 passes on her and she'd be like fuck yeah do it and Mm -hmm. I'd be like okay cool and so I went up and retrained with Karen. She and I just became really good friends. Mm-hmm. She has a nonprofit um, through Spot on Beauty where she raises money for – she does aerial restri- restoration. Yeah. That's, like, her biggest service. Yeah. Her nonprofit, um, they do a fundraiser every year, and they put all of that money into the nonprofit so that when women want to um, come to her for that, they pay for um, their service and they pay for their travel. Mm-hmm. And oh. so if someone's in, you know, that's New amazing. Hampshire and they want to come to Kara to get their Ariel is done she'll yeah. fucking pay for it wow that's so amazing. and she'll even like and they'll even like let like their partner come mm-hmm. or wow. their best friend or whatever so they have that emotional support so I began working with Kara and kind of seeing that she and I have worked several conventions together yeah and Kara will do areola restoration and I've done mm-hmm. I've worked some like tattooed at some of her fundraisers and that's do like little breast do, cancer that's what stuff. I do for my mom too as well because she had to get um surgically removed because mm-hmm. they found um like a, a like a um what's it called like a lump mm-hmm. yes yeah and you know so she her, had a lumpectomy yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so her areolas does not look the same sure so mm-hmm. i've been you know i've been wanting to find someone could do that for her too as well, well it's it's huge and yeah the thing is is that um with breast cancer so i got to work with kara um, several times and I've seen her work on survivors and the thing about areola restoration that I think is so special mm-hmm. is that that's the last thing yeah like yeah. that is the button that that seals up all of this fucking horrible yeah. like trauma that a mm-hmm. woman has been through oh, or yeah. a man has been through yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and they they go through their diagnosis they go through being sick before diagnosis mm-hmm. they go through their um deconstructive surgery they go through their reconstructive surgery and you can't tattoo an areola until all of that is over yeah so for them when they look in the mirror the last reminder that they have of this horrible battle that they've been through 
is the fact that they're you know they're not how they were Mm -hmm. and it's also difficult for their partners because Mm -hmm. their partners watch them go through that and they're like their partners have supported them through that and now you're looking at a person who doesn't look like they did before this and it's a constant reminder Mm -hmm. you know and so to me like being able to give that back to someone like I can't imagine something that is more important than that yeah and I've seen there's the biggest prize in you it's it's gigantic yeah and that comes from tattooing and that comes from like my love for tattooing um and the way that it makes someone feel like Mm -hmm. you know if you get like a cheeseburger tattooed on your thigh and that shit makes you laugh you know what I mean (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's so cool to me and and if it goes deeper than that and you're getting you know your areoles restored because you went throughout that to me that's this it's not on the same level but the mental game is the same yeah Yeah. and so like if you can look at that and it's like and to me it's so silly it's like i draw pictures on people all day Mm -hmm. like that's like when you look at that it's like that is this is the silliest job (laughs) but when you can use it in a way like that like it's gigantic yeah Yeah. and we had so that's that's the thing that i really really want to get get into and right now i'm just like dipping my toes in that um, I'm so and, excited. and when I do it, I'll def- like I'll be training with Kara. Um, but she and I have worked together on several projects, um, mm-hmm. and she works inside hospitals too. Like That's she has so her place, amazing. so she's able to go to to the hospital and do it post op. That's oh. awesome. So when and that's one of the things that I really want to work towards in Wichita because mm-hmm. we don't yes. have that service here. Nope. Yeah, I agree. And it like honestly, the fact that she is holding fundraisers to help these people also even get to this location yeah. and have up their partner come yeah. with them the, that's the only reason that my mom was able to extend her life as much as she did um at that time when we found the hospital that we did uh several other specialty hospitals uh and we had gone through so many uh had already told us at that time that she was nearing the end of her life and um it was either going to be cancer or a heart attack sure and so when we found the other hospital that we went to they paid for travel and that was a lot of the times like that is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. It's so special. Yeah. It and is. well, you also have to look at like with the areola restoration um, or sometimes even with brows, like mm-hmm. the brows can be uh, sometimes just as important because mm-hmm. the browser, you know, yeah, outwards exactly. thing that somebody sees all the time. And mm-hmm. if you lost your brows to chemo or radiation, and that, um, happens way that too is often. also a constant reminder in the mirror. But that's also something that everyone sees. Whereas mm-hmm. like with areola restorations to you and like maybe your partner, maybe like close family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So to me, it's like kind of the same. Mm -hmm. And the people that go through these treatments and at that point they're fucking tapped on money yeah, oh, yeah. exactly yeah so for me like i know that when i am able to provide areola services like it's gonna be at no cost oh, yeah. like because and i don't know if that will be via setting up like nonprofit. Mm-hmm. um i know that sometimes if you work inside of a hospital setting you can build insurance mm-hmm. which is cool because that kind of takes the pressure off but like i I can't imagine a situation where I would feel good about charging for that service Mm -hmm. because at that point, like they've been through so much shit. Yeah. And a lot of times you're traveling to doctors. Yeah. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. like your mom, you're missing work. You Mm -hmm. have children relying Mm -hmm. on you. You have family relying on you. And unfortunately the way that our country is set up doesn't support people that go through chronic illness. Exactly. And and they just don't. My sister, she passed away. I think she passed away six years ago with her cancer too as well. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, She lived a great life. That's, 
that what keeps me 100%. you know she lived a great life we Absolutely. gave everything what she what she wanted um before my sister passed away she wanted my sister was young she was mm-hmm. like like two years younger than me Gosh. and um she's had long beautiful hair long hair and she was like when she lost all that because of chemo right you know she was like i i, I need eyebrows and i was like you know what i'll pay you to get your eyebrows done yeah. like i i would do that for you i'll find anybody to do it for you right um well, like then around October, I found someone to do it, and I was like, "Hey, I need this ASAP because I know for sure my sister is not gonna last that long." Sure. So the lady goes, "Yeah, I'll get her in at this date." Within like, my sister passed away two weeks before her surgery her, for for her before tattoo her brows. for her mm. brows. But um, while I was so when my sister passed away, we were getting her ready to you know for her funeral and everything like that. Um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna draw my sister's eyebrows for her. Girl, so I know, Ugh, I did. That's so sweet. I drew her eyebrows, and it looked fucking yeah. chef's kiss. <laughs> and like, I felt like you know, I still had some guilt. Like, man, I wish I could have got her in, in, in sooner. But at the same time, like, I'm happy you did that what you could. For I did her. what yeah. I had to do for yeah. her. Yeah. Well, and that's um, it's interesting that you've had that experience because one of my first like um, tastes of that mm-hmm. world. I'm going to permanent makeup, just like. Honestly, like everything I do is a business move mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Because I am a mother and my husband right. is chronically ill and mm-hmm. he is like mostly unable to work. Mm-hmm. So he stays home with our kids. So like I have to support a household of four. Mm-hmm. Like that's first and foremost. Yeah. And I would love to sit here and say that like my love for tattooing is first, but it's not. Mm-hmm. My love for my family is first. So yeah. everything yeah, I do is a business sure. move. So getting into yeah. permanent makeup was like bitches want brows i'm gonna give them brows I'm fucking <laughs> yeah. give it to and you. i'm gonna make like a lot of money doing it yeah. and then that like once you kind of step into that world you know you realize that it's it's a lot deeper than that oh yeah and i had this gal her name was marjorie and um her son is a his name's dale black <laughs> um it'd be so cool if he heard this because the story i don't even know if he knows how special this his mom was to me and how special the story is but yeah um i was working a saturday i'm like bebopping around making stupid mm-hmm. jokes being an idiot and um this couple came or not couple but um this younger guy and older woman come in and the woman's in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and um he he says hey this is my mom my mom's uh my mom was at the nail salon and there was a lady next to her and they were talking about getting their brows tattooed and my mom had her eyebrows tattooed a long time ago and they've turned pink Mm. which is a thing that can happen it fades yeah yeah Mm -hmm. not always but Mm -hmm. yeah it's done right it doesn't but sometimes it does oh (laughs) because mine doesn't fade yeah exactly (laughs) um so but it's a thing that happens Mm -hmm. yeah um she's a dark-skinned lady so the pink was really like bright and obvious there's Mm -hmm. a lot of contrast in her skin Mm she's self-conscious about it she'd been penciling all the time right right Mm -hmm. so she the her son had obviously helped her into the shop and he says you know my tells me this story and I was like, oh, yeah, like, no problem. I'll get your brows done, girl. Like, mm-hmm. what do you got? And I, like, kind of checked her out. And she's, like, this precious little lady. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, yeah, I got you. Like, I'll do this for you. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was booking a year out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and which I've scaled back now where I'm, like, only booking a couple months at a time because mm-hmm. I got to where I was over a year, and I was like, I can't function or plan. This yeah. is weird. Mm-hmm. And I work, like, 40 to 50 hours a week. So I'm not talking mm-hmm. about being booked a year out, one tattoo a day. Like, this is full-time, like, grinding yeah. always. Yeah. And um, Props to you. Yeah, thank you. And, but I was, like, kind of getting overwhelmed by being 
that far out because you can't, you can't plan anything. And especially as a mom, like my kids mm. will have like a choir concert yeah. that we know about seven days in advance. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, shit, that's a I've got a 10 hour day that day. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't have anywhere to put clients. Yeah. So I ended up just booking two months time. Anyway, at that point I was about a year out. Mm-hmm. So I tell her, you know, I looked and I had actually had a cancellation that was like three months later, mm-hmm. four, no, four months later, maybe. So I say to her, yeah, I'd be happy to do this for you. Um, I think my next opening is this date, mm-hmm. four months out. And she was so kind. And she was like, oh, honey. And she, like, kind of did the old lady, like, leg slap, you know? Yeah. yeah. And she <laughs> said, I am so proud of your success. And this is the first time I've ever met her. Yeah. And she said, that is just so great for you. But I don't know that I'll be here then. Oh. And I was like, like, are you moving? Because I'm fucking <laughs> yeah. dumb, you know? And I'm yeah. like, Saturday. And I was like, well, and she, um, turns out she had terminal cancer Mm -hmm. and she was just riding it out. Mm -hmm. And she told me that, and and she was so sweet because, you know, so many clients get butt hurt and like you've seen it happen where it's like, oh, you're, you're out. I'm not going to fucking wait for that. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay. And this lady was like, she needed it by a certain time Yeah, for the, this most serious reason you could need a tattoo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she said, she told me that she just wanted to look like herself in her casket. Wow. Because she drew her brows on. And she was like, I don't know if the people at the funeral home will make me look like myself. Yeah. I love that. That is father. true. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she wanted an open casket funeral. And, you know, yeah. they were obviously, like, from a religious background. She was going to do the big funeral thing. And she wanted mm-hmm. to look like who she was. Yeah. And so I was like, come in Sunday. Let's do this. So... Her son, Dale, brought her in um, the first session. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this precious lady, she, could barely, she couldn't get on the table by herself. Like, he was, like, yeah. picking her out of her chair and putting her on my table. So I'm, like, shook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, all, like, for, like, days before that, I'm like, God, like, this is going to be so heavy and, like, such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so I did her first session, and I told her, I said, this is a color correction. Mm-hmm. Which with, like, if you guys came in and needed a color correction, I'd be like, we need three sessions six weeks apart this is going to be a whole thing Mm -hmm. but for her i was like we're gonna rock these out we're gonna try and like do our best to get you to this point because i we we were on borrowed time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so we did our first session and then um she was scheduled for a second session and her son ended up hitting me up and saying that his mom had taken a turn and was like put into the hospital before the second session and anyway she ended up passing away before we could do the second session Mm -hmm. um so i never saw her again Mm -hmm. like it was the only interaction that we ever had um, but he, her son had reached out to me to let me know that she had died. Mm-hmm. And just that part of it, I was like, I spent an hour and a half with this woman out of like mm-hmm. her entire life. Mm-hmm. And for the fact, like the fact that I was like on the call list to let know yeah. that she had passed away. Shit, and it, No, you're fine. <laughs> but it wasn't like a, we were already past her appointment. Like yeah. it wasn't we're letting you know that you're not gonna like to lose your time it was just like they included me yeah on a list of like the most important people in their lives to let me know that she had passed Mm -hmm. just because like i tattooed her fucking eyebrows like that's so wild Mm -hmm. and that was like the first taste that i got of that where Mm -hmm. i was like shit this is like a, a big deal. And it's so crazy that you said that you put your sister's eyebrows on mm-hmm. because I offered to come. Oh, really? I was like, I will come to the funeral home mm-hmm. and I will put your mom's eyebrows on yeah. and I will make her look like herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And fortunately, um, the first session that we did had held okay. 
That's good. So it was close enough that mm-hmm. the people that were doing her makeup um, for her service yeah. could just kind of follow that. Yeah. Mm. But I was ready for it. Yeah. You know, I was like, because, this is going to be because, the weirdest shit you know, ever. Because you know how she wants it. Because I know yeah. how she wants it. Yes. And I know mm-hmm. how my sister wants to look. So yeah. I'm like. And that's your sister, girl. Yes. Like that. And I don't know this lady. Yes. You know, yeah. like this is just like. That's so the just, weight that's of a what great you bond. did. Yes. No. No, the I mean it is yeah, but the weight of what you did for your sister like that's gigantic mm-hmm. yeah. because like that's your sister man like that's way different and mm-hmm. just I'm just telling you like especially that story like a to like tie into like what all of that like kind of represents for me but like fuck yeah dude you did that's amazing so like with any you know when we first ha- heard about it the doctor said three years for her sure she ride it out to eight. That's what she did. She ride it out to eight. and um, To eight years? Mm-hmm. Damn, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yep. Good for her. And, um, you know, my sister, she told me, she's like, I don't want people to feel sad for me. You don't feel, you know, be cautious about me. She's like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Sure. And sh- she fucking did it. We took her to Disney World. We took her to all these places, you know, because... It doesn't matter if you're gonna leave. It, it's the it's, it's the memories because yeah. like we had we did this together. Well, you know, you know, and it, it, I've always been of the opinion that the only people that hurt when someone passes are the, are the people that are left. Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your mom is not upset. Your sister's not upset. Yeah, they're not hurting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just us, yeah. and it's for selfish reasons because we want to keep them here. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no. You know? the, oh, yeah. All of that whole experience was definitely tough. Yeah. Um, I will say um, that I do – this is a great um, platform, especially with you two girls, like mm-hmm. sharing your experiences and your story with me, um, that I do um, – I've never posted about this or said anything publicly about it. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that I just sort of do, but I have enough – brow clients that end up I have to review a medical history mm-hmm. to do brows that we don't normally have to do mm-hmm. um, and they will always list one of my questions is if you've been through cancer treatment or radiation yeah um, and because it affects their skin so much and I need to know yeah. where they're at because also if you're in active treatment um, there's things that I can and can't do because mm-hmm. of secondary infection things like that and because yeah. your skin and your immune system are already compromised like it kind of it's sometimes can adjust ha- yeah mm-hmm. um so i and this i'm hesitant to even ever say it like publicly but i will because it seems like the appropriate time and um platform with you girls but i once a month um if i have someone that has checked that they've been through cancer radiation treatment mm-hmm. i just um do their service and then at the end i comp their brows Mm. so um it that is definitely a thing that like i haven't wanted to necessarily be public about because i'm mm-hmm. also like the cynic in me is kind of scared of people taking advantage of that right, right mm-hmm. yeah but it is also something that i would like to sort of make known because mm-hmm. if i do have clients that have friends or loved ones that are going through cancer treatment i would like for them to be able to reach out mm-hmm. yeah. and you say hey my girlfriend's going through this or she just beat the shit out of this and she wants to get her brows done um and it's just like kind of a fun thing i do and i'll usually just do the whole service and they will come in and they'll agree to pay like i charge six hundred dollars for brows mm-hmm. it's a it's an expense oh yeah. no yeah. it's it's not yeah. cheap and oh, they'll it's not it's and they'll not. usually agree to pay this six hundred dollars and they'll book and i won't even know at the time why they're booking yeah, yeah. i paid 500 for mine yeah exactly mm-hmm. and then i'll see like on their med history and like we'll go through it and mm-hmm. i don't bring up 
cancer yeah. mm-hmm. because I don't want to be like, hey, tell me about your cancer on yeah, like yeah, your yeah. good oh, yeah. day that you're having. But a lot of times like they feel like they need to tell me because I'll be asking about like brow history, med history, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they'll tell me their stories. And then if it is like cancer based um, or like they lost their brows for treatment, then like before, like when they go to pay, they're like, you know, and I'm like, these these are on me. Mm. Like Aww. you've paid for enough shit. Like yeah. fucking amazing human being. I'm not. Yeah. It's it's you are. It's an hour and a half of my time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I. It, it's just, I know that it makes an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, that particular thing is not self serving. It does make me feel good, mm-hmm. but it's just like I. Tattooing is ridiculous. I'm $140 an hour. Some people are $200 an hour. You can't retain a lawyer for that sometimes. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's yeah. fucking stupid how much money we make. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing that people don't want to talk about because everyone wants to talk about how they put their heads down and they work so hard and, like, tattooing is so serious and it's so tough. The amount of money that we get paid for what we do is fucking outrageous. My mom has worked in a factory for almost 30 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She works in no air conditioning. Mm. She works her ass off. She comes in for mandatory overtime. She sacrifices her family to do that. People work mm-hmm. worse jobs, and they make fucking $12 an hour. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I draw pictures on people for $140 an hour. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no one's going to say that. No yeah. one's going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So if I can put this lady's eyebrows on for free in an hour and a half, fucking why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's literally no reason that people and I support a family of four on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And me yep. throwing this lady some eyebrows, like that's not going to take food out of my kids' mouths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So not taking that approach to me is like it's it's a little bit selfish like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that anybody owes that to anyone but like i've i mean i've known of tattooers that have you know comped i'll tell you shout out to fucking calm smith at um or cam i always say his name wrong um yeah that's her uncle is it been trying to get that out check this out (laughs) please do because i love him (laughs) he won't um so he and I had only met in person one time. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be competition. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. and Because that's how everything's set up. Yeah. Um, I had a 17-year-old girl who had been sex trafficked. Wow. Um, she had received a big tattoo from the person that had sex trafficked her. And it was extremely awful. It was on her forearm. It was a constant reminder of this awful shit, horrible trauma that she'd been through. Uh-huh. Yeah. Her, Someone in her family reached out to me. Hey, can you do this? Um, unfortunately, we don't tattoo under 18 mm-hmm. um, because of insurance reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, you know, I can't. I said, but I think Symbolic will tattoo at 17. I'm not totally sure. Mm-hmm. So I hit Cam up. Cam? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I say, hey, man, you know, I've got this girl. You know, I know I trust you. I know that you do nice work. Because mm-hmm. there's other shops that will tattoo at like 16, and I'm not going to fucking send somebody there. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's a traumatic experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like, nope, we're not going to add to that yeah. today, not on my name. Yeah. <laughs> but I know him well enough to know that I like the way that he does business, and mm-hmm. I know that he's very respectful to his clients, and I know that he takes it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hit him up with like barely knowing me mm-hmm. and was like, hey, here's the situation. And he was like, I've, I got her. 
send her like send me her phone number Mm -hmm. and like he brought her in and tattooed her and like they had an amazing experience Mm. and like to me like there's just no reason not to do that yeah yeah Yeah. and that's that's like kind of i feel like i made this so heavy but like damn that's amazing i don't know i just there's no reason not to do it yeah and so if i can do it i i want to do it and it's uh it's one of the reasons like what you brought up earlier about like how i'm always like outspoken and loud about like trans rights and gay rights and yeah um uh, women's rights like i'm not even necessarily an activist like i don't even consider myself like a feminist it's just that especially in a tattooing space i feel like it started out being a fringe activity and it started Mm -hmm. out where all the weirdos and all the freaks and all the (laughs) you know were getting tattooed and then at some point it shifted into this um this different creature that sort of alienated um people who are vulnerable yeah and i really would like to make like leave a mark on on tattooing and like create a space that feels safe for my clients like because I do think that like tattooing is very personal and it requires a certain amount of trust mm-hmm. between um, your artist you know if I'm your artist and and your client and I would like to make sure that female clients and trans clients and clients of color mm-hmm. um, can come into a place where they feel like they're safe mm-hmm. yeah and you know they're not gonna get told like, that their skin is too dark for a service yeah. or yeah. they can't get a color tattoo because of who they are or, you know, the way that uh, they look and they're not going to get chastised for having self-harm scars mm-hmm. covered up, um, which is a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, that's like basically it for me. Um, but I also want to do your SpongeBob tattoos. <laughs> I uh, love, I'm in. You know, we, have a, we have a chat with all uh, of three of us. And um, they were talking about a Spongebob tattoo. And then she was like, DNA, let's do a Spongebob tattoo because Emily's a fucking pussy. And I was like. <laughs> I didn't uh, say fucking. I just said pussy. Well, anyways. Because that's better. Because that's better. Yeah. It is. So I was, one less cuss word. I was like, I was like, I am not a pussy. Because I will fucking do it. Don't get me wrong. I will do a Spongebob tattoo. But um, <laughs> I did. I was Her husband over there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. She had something scheduled, <laughs> canceled on him. I heard that in one of the episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I was. I was. Can't, how much notice did you give this man? I don't even know. Are uh, you so, Don? Are you actively tattooing? Mm-hmm. Cool. Have you been? How long have you been doing? Uh, almost two years now. Yeah. So, are you licensed tattooing, or uh, are you still apprenticing? No, I have my written test, and then I'm done. You haven't taken your written yet. I took my written. I passed my written. I failed the law questions, and so I have to read. Oh, the second part. <laughs> yeah. So, are you guys testing out? And we lost homie over here. He's taking a little nap. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was on my diatribe. I literally, I, I literally put a man to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how interesting I that's am. Our non, uh, as, that's as our non-paid intern. <laughs> it's all right. He's not paid for a he's reason. Not, he's not paid. <laughs> I, okay. I'm sorry, non-paid intern. All paid. Did I make you sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> no. All the, all the interns are non-paid. So, and uh, the bartenders. Love you, so Don. Do they... Um, are you guys testing locally now? Or do you have to go to Topeka still? Uh, we're testing locally. So a lot of the written, the practical are all in town. Okay. Who's testing you out? Um, I, bald, some bald guy. I know. Tattooer? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a local tattooer? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, yeah, because we used to have to go to Topeka. Mm-hmm. I heard yeah. That. yeah. There was one point. But I heard recently that they had, like, had some people in town where you could just, like, pop over and do your test. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're going to let you retake it, though. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. It'll be it'll be chill. This Kansas law shit? Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. You got that yeah. handbook? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to why, find all the answers. Why do you not have that? Uh, I have no idea. Like, they, they give us <laughs> links to How find. do you not have the handbook? <laughs> he has all like, the laws in it. He went Don't in like there the struggle. Bl- okay, he went wait, in there blindly. The Hold on. No, Chris. <laughs> Give your boy the handbook. It has all the law answers. That's uh, the, the thing is, they send us a whole bunch of links to find the laws. Yeah. And I've studied through them and I've tried to find the, the answers and we still fail. Listen, like, girl. It's, it's so crazy. Like, I have the handbook. Uh, can I please? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I will you. give it to you. Please help my man out. <laughs> Here's to you. Is here that's, to help everyone all around. That's, <laughs> that's like we just bring people together. All, all of us uh, um, that were testing me, Michelle, Alex, yeah. we're, we're you guys we're, all tested at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's already passed. Alex sure. already passed. Like, uh, oh, you were on me now. Yeah, Donatella Versace, oh, just be like that all the damn time. You know when I went to test? Do you guys have to do? practical uh yes yeah so when i went to do my practical in topeka um i pulled up we were running late and you know how they're like well it, at least it used to be it's like if you're not fucking here by this time you can't test and yeah. and we won't retest you for six months mm-hmm. damn and so we're hauling ass to topeka of course, I'm directionally challenged because of this. <laughs> I, I re- hey, I realized that when I told you where the door was at, I told you it's on the east side. It's actually, I think this is north. Uh, yeah, so I fucking like it. Listen, yeah, I, I like would have it. no idea anyway. <laughs> I forgot to tell you what I'm I'm a left in. and right ass bitch. <laughs> I am too. Me too. Girl. Me too. I am not doing north and south. Fuck off. Tell I'll me be, left and right. I will be like. I'll be no like, clue. Hey, Fanny. I don't even know my left and right. I gotta Listen, do this. You girls have an excuse. I'm from here. <laughs> I was born in this city. And I have no, if I'm Sometimes. not driving from my house <laughs> to a place, if I have to go from my house to another place and then that place, Girl. fuck off. I'm on Girl. Google, Google Maps. Imagine, <laughs> imagine both of us in the car. She, I'd be like, Fanny, you'll be on your right. She goes, left. And, and I no, don't, I can do and that. I don't even yeah. notice like until later. Bitch. I'm when like, I'm driving. I'm like, <laughs> this way. I'm, I'm like, that. I'm that all the time. She'll turn left and I won't notice. And I'm like, wait, I think we're going the wrong way. She's an asshole. She don't tell me the right way. It's all right. I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's okay. I'll be but like counting this. on you. I'll be like this. Uh. So I got us lost <laughs> on the way to Topeka. And so now we're like trying to make up for time. And I'm already freaked out because I have to go try and take this test, which is terrifying. Like, yeah. not to discredit it. Like, mm-hmm. you're scared as shit when you go do it. And, um, yeah, we were almost late. So I'm like, pull up really quick. And there's this guy out in front of the state board's office. And he's on the cell, on his cell phone. And he's throwing shit around. And he's like, fuck these motherfuckers. They blah, 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 blah. And, like, I didn't <laughs> fucking pass on some bullshit. And I'm like, oh, my God. This guy didn't pass? I thought everybody <laughs> passed. Like, you know, like. I thought everyone passes. <laughs> And then we like go in and the people at the board that you have to sit in front of, and it's very awkward because at the time there were three people Yeah. and you're doing your practical or you do everything but tattoo front to back mm-hmm. and they don't say shit. Mm-hmm. They sit at you like this. <laughs> and you just have to like do all your stuff. I, I wish that they to... were wearing like those old uh, wigs, you know, like the powder wigs. Yes. 
Yeah, and they um, they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. So if you're blowing it, you have no idea. Or if you're killing it, you have no idea. Yeah. So you're just like doing all that stuff. And you have to bring a client. Oh. So I brought my best friend. Yeah. They, she had to fill out my release form so that we could go over med history. Yeah, yeah. there it is right there. <laughs> I love those. And love those so words. this bitch to this day is my best friend. And mm-hmm. she puts down like that she has a sulfa allergy <laughs> on her release form. And like, and I breeze right past it, you know. And I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, looks good, looks good. You're, And then they're like, what about her sulfa allergy? And at the time, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> what, you have a sulfa, like a sulfur? What is this? Like, I, I, thought, I thought you said sofa. I was no, like, what do you mean? That's what I was Sulfa. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's, um, it's in like Tylenol and shit. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. Well, it's actually in like an antibiotic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she like puts that down and I'm being tested. You know? <laughs> like, so they're like they're like, uh, well you you know, you didn't talk to her about her sulfa allergy. And I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, so about your sulfa allergy. <laughs> you know, I'm like trying to talk to her. This second we got in the car, bitch, I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You really put that shit down? You couldn't just check no? And like, and my best friend, like, she also has like very high anxiety like me. And she was like, I just panicked and told the truth. <laughs> and it was the funniest That's shit. Me. Yeah. She's like, and they asked and I just did the thing. And I was like, fuck. And so, yeah, I got counted off for that. And I was like, thanks a lot for coming along. Like, You're like, next client. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty funny. That Oh. But good luck to you. I'm so excited. Do you have a new testing date? Uh, not yet. Not I, yet. Yeah, I passed the practical 100%. Hey. Yeah. So it's literally just that written? Just the written. Wait, so they let you take the practical before you pass the written test? Uh, yep, yep. See, we used to have to do um, the two writtens. Mm-hmm. You'd have to pass before yeah. they let you take the practical. The blood-borne mm-hmm. pathogens one? Or- Yes. I, I did I did those. Yeah. Yeah, and then now it's the Well, and the law the law, the Kansas laws. Cuz yeah. we used to only have No, we only took one. Mm-hmm. We had a 100 question written test, but it was like all melted into one thing. Yeah, yeah. And you had to pass that before you could move on to the practical. Uh-huh. So they would check you on the spot and if you failed it, they wouldn't let you do the practical. Damn. Yeah. So you had to pass that first and then they're like you'd have to sit in the waiting room and they'd be like, "Okay, you passed." And then go to the practical and then if you pass that, you got licensed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. same date. Yeah. Yeah. That same thing on um, when you try to get your nail tech license to as well. Well, yeah, because Board of Cosmetology, they run a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fucking assholes, man. They just want money. I failed my blood spill <laughs> when I, because I went to nail school too as well. Okay. And I failed the, the blood one. So they're like, okay, you need to come back and take it within another, you know, six months. Mm-hmm. So I did. I passed it and I just never renewed it. <laughs> just never did. Just never did. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with tattooing, the state does what they can. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the Board of Cosmetology, they're, dude, their their resources are so small mm-hmm. compared to the the massive amount of, of businesses and people mm-hmm. that they they oversee. So I think they I think they do their best, mm-hmm. but um, we don't have any representation on yeah. the board right now. Um, as far as I know, uh, when I had spoken with Denzel when he was um, proposing his school. Yes. Denzel. Yeah. Um, yes. He, and, he did uh, with us that he's now going to be representing yep. some tattoo artists on the board. I don't remember if he said that on the episode, so I'm really sorry, Denzel, if I just outed you. Or, no, I, he said he went to, to judge, right? 
he shared a couple other things, but we we don't we can talk about it off. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, he I actually attended the the meeting that he had um, about his school mm-hmm. opening opening a school and moving forward with that because they wanted to get some like local opinions. And to be honest with you, like I was completely against it, and I still am pretty against it. But Denzel and I talked from what at least I feel like, and I hope he agrees with me from like a level of, of mutual respect of just having a different opinion. Mm-hmm. And I respect Denzel very much. I think that um, I like I like the way that he works. I just think that he's maybe diving into something that he doesn't quite have figured out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hope that he is. What point being? I said, hey, you know, if you are serious about wanting to give back to tattooing and you want to move this in a forward direction, um, represent us at the state because mm-hmm. we don't have representation. Yep. Um, because they they have like hair salons first, nail salons, tanning salons, like it's a lot. And then tattooing is like a very small part of that. Um, so it would be fucking rad if, if Denzel ended up on the, you know, working with the board to sort of represent that and, and, uh, um, bring that kind of back to the the ground level of tattooing. I think that'd be really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you've shared a real a lot of really awesome insights, a lot of stories. Uh, we're really excited. Sorry, I was responding to something. You're fine. Um, You're an amazing human being. You really are. Yeah. You really are. We're I, really I, excited. I, to I have fell in love with you the day with you. you walked those damn doors. Wait. <laughs> Can I, can I say one more thing? Yeah. yeah. Because you said that you're in love with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also told Fanny that I was going to get tipsy and confess my love to Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to make sure that I say that before you guys cut it out. Because, Brittany, I don't know you, but let's be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you guys the rest of the conversation Off later. record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. No, you guys yeah, are fantastic. Great. Thank you so much. No, no thank seriously, you. Thank, thank you, you, you for coming. Yeah, you'll really. definitely have to come back as well. Yeah, yes. I'll come back anytime. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll make a different drink. But and then this maybe in that fantastic. time and maybe in that time it won't be fall, so we might do a different liquor. Can you put my name on this booty glass and not let anyone else use it? <laughs> <laughs> we I'm can just, just, just put your name on it, but we'll definitely let others use I'm it. Ki- so. Oh, that's even better, actually. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be right on the ass. It'll say Shayla. And I then, like, this. when someone gets our, our guests, we'll have that. <laughs> Shayla's ass. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> we can't hear the music, Dusty. I know you're playing music because you're nodding your head. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> 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 gotta get into the thing. We can't hear it, Dusty. Now we hear it. Now Fanny can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you gonna do this other part? No, no. You go for it. Okay. Well, what you. about this part? It's all you. Okay. All you. Okay. So, um, one thing that we just want to say, as we're getting ready to close out this new year or this year, we just wanna we're looking forward to the new one ahead. And this does conclude our tattoo talks, but that doesn't conclude. Um, here's to you. We yes. are excited to continue uh, working through that. We're really excited for the accomplishments and some of the challenges that we've faced this year. Um, and we're just really happy to have you guys as listeners to yes. still sticking with us. Still Thank sharing you so out much, guys. the podcast. Thank, thank you so to thank our you. guests. More our like listeners. thank you to our guest listeners. Yeah. To everybody who came and support us. Even our non-paid interns as well. Yes. And our was, bartenders and everything like that. That was Without you guys, we would not be here right now. Yeah. This honestly. is our, we now mark a year 
um, on this. So yeah. many of us have had a tough year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also seen moments of hope and resilience. And so as we enter that new year, let's hold on to that hope and determination and use it to make that coming year even better. Yes. Whether it's setting new goals, trying new things, or simply taking the time to appreciate the little moments. Let's make the most of this new year. So as we bring the new year, let's do it with a sense of optimism and excitement for all that is yet to come. Love it. Happy, Happy new, new year, year guys. <laughs> hey. Take us away, Fanner. That was cheers. Cheers. What's our last thing that no, we say? No, it's on a cheers. Episode? What do we say? Oh, what shit. Do we say? Oh, shit. Yeah, we do. We do. My bad. Parriba, pa abajo, pa centro, y pa dentro. That was so cute. I wasn't used to reading from it, so I, will, I forgot about that part. It was <laughs> written by AI. <laughs> okay, I gotta get a question. Go use the restroom. <laughs> um, same. Outside.